1: today's episode is generously supported by Yumiko. Yumiko has just launched their newest leotard style, the Masha. The Masha mesh leotard features a deep mock wrap back and a feminine V front neckline. It is now available in any color and with any sleeve length online or in the New York store. Want one now? The Yumiko New York shop has over a dozen options available to purchase today. So don't delay, get into classes and rehearsals in your new Masha leotard last week we conducted a giveaway in partnership with yumiko on our instagram account and we will be announcing the winner on our instagram story tomorrow for more opportunities to win in the future follow at conversations on dance at yumiko and at Umiko world this episode is brought to you by the town of vale an important partner in the vale dance festival i'm rebecca king ferraro
0: and i'm michael breeden and you're listening to conversations on dance The Vale Dance Festival has announced their dates for their 2019 festival, and to celebrate, we are diving into our archives from our time last year at the festival. Today we are joined by festival favorite, Herman Cornejo. Hermann was born in Argentina and began his ballet studies at the age of 8. At the age of 14, he attended the School of American Ballet, and upon returning home, he joined Ballet Argentino under the direction of Julio Boca. In 1999, he joined American Ballet Theatre. Where he was later promoted to soloist in 2000 and to principal dancer in 2003. Cornejo has performed as a guest artist with numerous companies around the world, including La Scala Ballet, Universal Ballet of Korea, National Ballet of Japan, Kremlin Ballet, New York City Ballet, Boston Ballet, and many others. We talked to Erman about his time as a young dancer being mentored by Julio Boca, what his early years were like at American Ballet Theater, and what keeps bringing him back to the Veil Dance Festival. So thank you so much for joining us. Uh, you have a crazy schedule here at Vail. We saw you dance um, one of the most challenging things maybe ever. It's a suite of dances. La- was it that last night? Last night. I remember it was that yeah. night. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure my body, body remembers. remembers. Yeah. <laughs> so, and yet here you are coming to talk to us. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thank no, you. you. You were
1: great last night, by the way. It was oh
0: so wonderful.
1: <clears throat> thank <clears throat> you. It's
2: one of those pieces that... Um, they become a highlight in your career. Yeah. And, and that's how I feel when you're da- dancing it. It's really um, a masterpiece.
1: Yeah, it really is. It's unbelievable. I hadn't seen it before, so I kept going like, wait, there's more? How could he possibly do more? There was. It was great. Yeah. We'll
0: go back to the beginning. We, we will. Don't really start at the beginning, I like Sorry. this train of thought. It just seems it's, uh, seemed natural. Um, but in terms of uh, stamina, that is such a beast. How does that compare to other things? What, do you, what are your top, Stamina, ballets. Well, I have to say the one we just did of Alexei Ratmansky, um,
2: Symposite or mm-hmm. um it was very challenging because it's one of those pieces that you died at sea level mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we were concerned to do it up here in the altitude. Yeah. Um, it turned out great, but I think that was, I will say, one of the most challenging pieces I have done. At yeah. Vail Festival. Right.
1: Wow. And how long did you have to adjust? Like, when did you get into town and then perform that?
2: Uh, before Serena, two days. And it's not enough. Yeah. As not we
1: enough. know, we sit here in our studio. And we know two days isn't enough to adjust yeah. to, like, walking upstairs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. For sure. Yeah. We'll, we'll come back to Vail yeah. later. Mm-hmm. But let's go rewind to the very beginning. How did you get your start in dance? What What first interested you in ballet?
2: I okay. started with ice skating and roller skating oh, down wow. in Argentina, which mm-hmm. is quite weird. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. My sister started when she was three years old. Mm-hmm. and um, But when I decided to do ice skating, you know, my parents were like, you know, I bet in the shock because um, they took me to a club to choose from um, Kung Fu to soccer. Mm-hmm. And, and I love soccer. But for some reason, I felt that my body needed to move in a different way mm-hmm. already when I was six years old, wow. which is very strange. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then at eight years old, um, I decided to start ballet mm-hmm. and possibly because of my sister.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's so interesting that you had that awareness of how you needed your body to move at that time.
2: Yeah, it's, wow. uh, it's very strange now that I think back, even when I started ballet at eight, it, I was so focused. It was almost like I wanted to do that for life. You knew Um, just right away. um, It's very weird to see, you know, a little kid at eight years old taking class um, in the morning, going to school, regular school Mm -hmm. in the afternoon, and then going back to take another class in the evening. And that's what I did when I was eight years old. Did you drop ice skating at
0: that point or were you doing both for a period? No, I only did it for two years, six to
2: eight. And then at eight, um, I started ballet. Right.
1: Wow! Did you initially start it to contribute to your ice skating, or you just knew you were done you with were ice skating? Yeah,
2: no, I was done. Yeah. I was switching. Um, I loved the um, atmosphere in the studio, the piano. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, but I think uh, the fact that my sister was there mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. it made
0: me yeah uh, decide I want to be a part That's of nice. it. Sure.
1: So you dove in head first, and you were very focused right away. What was your training like that ended up leading you to the to the U.S.? Well,
2: um. I have to say that the Argentinian school, it's very wide. And I think that was um, the key um, for many dancers. There are right now many uh, principal Argentinian principals in different companies. And it's due to the school that is not one style. Mm -hmm. You train in Baganova um, style, but then you have like Burnhamville style. And my teachers came to America very often to um, check on the new things and... And they actually brought me when I was fourteen to the SAB mm-hmm. a school I did the summer oh. program with um Stanley William. I was wondering if wow. Stanley was there. and that was just a highlight mm-hmm. in
0: my study years. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Sorry, go ahead.
0: Did that give you a taste of wanting to be in the US at that point? Were you I you think, think that so? I I mean that was just
2: the first step. Mm-hmm. Um they the school um wanted me to stay. Um they looked for a school and everything for mm-hmm. me. But at that time, Julio Boca um, asked me to join his uh, company, Mm -hmm. youth company in Argentina. So I decided to to join the company instead of uh, being in school. Mm
1: -hmm. So that was at what age? At 14. 14? Yes. Wow. So what... So you obviously trained in these very classical techniques in Argentina, and when you went to SAB with Stanley, you were doing something completely different. You're obviously so aware of your body. Was that something you were like, ooh, this feels good, this is interesting, or did you kind of immediately know that maybe wasn't the way you wanted to go stylistically?
2: No, I really liked it. It gave me um, a sense of, I don't know, it was more clean, um, but in in a different way, I can't explain it. it's everything on your toes most. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. That sensation. Mm-hmm. And um, I really liked it. And I also started uh, to take class with Willie Boorman. Mm-hmm. And he's, you know, my teacher since I'm 14 years old. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, and it was Julio Boca's teacher as well. Yes. Um, so, and I knew American Vallecira through Julio Boca. Mm-hmm. So, my goal, in a way, was to join mm-hmm. this amazing company.
0: Right. So what was it like having Julio sort of as a mentor figure at that age? You know, at that point, he's one of the greatest male dancers on the planet. Um, So was he a sort of idol for you? Definitely. I mean, I joined his company when I was 14
2: and he taught me um, how disciplined you need to be Mm -hmm. um, to be in this career and to succeed in this career. It's not all about talent. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, he was my mentor in a way. We did a tour um, going through all five continents in two years. That's amazing. And to have that at 14, I think it was very, very important. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Was there one piece of advice or one thing that he told you that had a particular impact on your career?
2: Uh, Not necessarily. I think that's the greatest thing of Julio, that he would not tell you things. Uh, He will show it to you in a Mm -hmm. way. So you... In a way, you will learn if you open your eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I and I watch him take class. I watch him perform. I watch mm-hmm. him um, leave the plane and go into the hotel and stretch
0: and take his class uh-huh. and all that.
1: Set that a good example for you. Yeah, yeah.
0: So when you were just 16 years old, you became the youngest winner um, of the international dance competition in Moscow. Um, what made you decide to compete at that age, and what was that experience like for you?
2: It was again through Julio. Uh-huh. Uh, we were performing at the Luna Park, which is a stadium in Argentina. Mm-hmm. And I, at the moment, I was uh, I sprained my ankle, uh, but I was doing the shows anyway. Uh, sure. Because <laughs> like you're always. 16. I yeah. mean, you go through pain. <laughs> sure. Even now. But um, and he asked me that he said, you know, I have this opportunity because of my connection with uh, Moscow and the competition. Mm-hmm. Um, the competition starts at 18 years old to 24. I know you're only 16, but they're willing to accept you if you would like to go. Wow. Um, and I just immediately said yes. I mean, he he did that competition. He won the gold medal. And in, in a way, I wanted to um, go through that and experience mm-hmm. uh, what it's like to be in an international competition. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I just trained hard. I never had in my mind, I need to get the gold medal. Right. I just trained hard. And... Um, and it happened it was a dream
1: yeah was that something that was intimidating to you being on that international stage for the first well in that way you know with that whole competition atmosphere was that intimidating or were you like i'm 16 this is awesome
2: yeah no i was like i said when i was eight that i started like knowing this was going to be forever for my Mm -hmm. life um i went to the competition with the same focus to like just do my best right and um But I do have to say those competitions, now that I think back, are very, um,
0: I don't know what word to use. Rigorous. Um, But but it's a bit crazy. Yeah. 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 So in 1998, you joined ABT's studio company, is that right? That's correct, yes, 98. So um, you had already done a lot of traveling internationally, but was there still, um, you know, that's a big choice to make a, a move for your career to a new country. Was there still a level of adjustment or... Culture Um, shock, maybe? No, we didn't go through an adjustment, uh, probably because I flew with my sister
2: and my mom. So the three of us were um, as a family um, in New York, and we loved New York. um, We knew we wanted to be at at ABT. Mm -hmm. Um, But the funny thing here is that I performed so much when I was 14 with Julio that for two years... um, my body received such a shock in a way to be in so many stages uh-huh. and taking that responsibility because I we will do a 3 months tour mm-hmm. um, and halfway of the tour, I will replace Julio in some of the performances. Uh-huh. And I was only 14, 15, uh, replacing wow. this huge icon of the dance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so when we moved to New York, I kind of decided my sister, we both auditioned for the company, mm-hmm. but... I actually took the class I didn't audition mm-hmm. um, and we were offered the studio company uh, space and my sister took it and I didn't because mm-hmm. I said that I wanted to relax for a moment maybe go back to school and, and just train instead mm-hmm. of performing again right. sure and um, but the fact that my sister took the contract uh, two weeks later they offered me the contract again and I was like <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right. well, yes of okay. course <laughs> <laughs> Um, and so we did a studio company, but for a very short time, we were there for six months and then straight into Hired the into main, company. main company. So what were those
0: early years in the main company like for you? What was the, the sort of feeling of the company at that moment in time?
2: Amazing. I mean, the principles at that time, mm-hmm. it was just incredible. I think there will never be another group like that. Uh-huh.
0: I think 98 was a year that there was a huge article in the New York Times about the men, uh, the ABT principal men. And I remember reading that and that having such an impact because you had Ethan and Julio and Angel and Jose Carreño and Vladimir. It's insane. It's insane. And so you were coming these videos about Born
2: to Be Wild. Mm -hmm. And it was really a nice, nice time for the new dancers Mm -hmm. that were coming in. Because I remember. watching every show and every show was uh, like amazing Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. what kind of impact did they have on you maybe directly did they kind of talk to you and help you through some things so much yeah
2: um i guess because i also arrived um in a moment where um howard gilman was alive and he Mm -hmm. had this building for dancers Mm um and Again, through Julio, Howard knew me and he fell in love with me. And he offered me this place to stay. Mm-hmm. And in this building, it was Angel, Jose, and um, some other dancers. Unbelievable. Uh-huh. And, and they all like, took me like, uh-huh. uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> like the puppy. <laughs> <laughs> That's so sweet. Uh,
0: so what were some of the um, roles that ultimately led to your first promotion to soloist? What were some of the first opportunities you had in the company?
2: Uh, Well, I have to say that what it led me to be principal, it was, um, and this is what Kevin told me, um, is to do my soloist role at a level that he didn't see before. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think, you know, I joined the company as an apprentice, and as an apprentice, I was doing Bronze Idol. Mm -hmm. That was my first role. Right. And um, so I guess... Kevin saw that um, quality in, in these roles that um, are categorized as solace roles, mm-hmm. but he he saw me as a principal. And um, the only thing that I had to, in a way, fight in the company, it was uh, to be able to do the leading roles because of my height. Yeah, we were absolutely uh, gonna bring that up because- yeah, But that's... I have to say that maybe the role that brought me into the principal category uh-huh. it would be the bronze
0: idol. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Right off the bat, yeah. Let's talk about that. Um, you mentioned your height. How was that something that you overcame and showed them? Like, I can get into these principal roles.
2: Yeah, it's a strange concept, I guess, because Kevin Mackenzie is a dancer. He's a very tall dancer, right. and I guess you have uh, your inclination. You're mm-hmm. inclined to choose tall dancers. Um, so for me, it was a challenge to show him and to prove that with my height, I could lead. A company mm-hmm. uh, of 90 dancers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. And I was lucky enough that he, um, he saw it. He gave me the uh, opportunity to do lead roles. Um. Of course, I started with the Nutcracker. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Wow. I saw you. honestly
0: i remember i saw you at the kennedy center Uh this was actually i think it was probably the first time i saw a major ballet company and i came to see nutcracker and you were the prince
2: oh thank you very long time ago (laughs) so i started on that line with the nutcracker Uh my second um, lead role was copelia so he was very gentle in giving me all these Mm -hmm. opportunities
1: who were some of the women you were dancing those parts with at the beginning Sorry, some of the women you were dancing oh, with my at the part- beginning. Yeah. It was
2: always Sumara Reyes. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Yeah. At first, when I was a soloist, I did a few things with um, Ashley Tidal, mm-hmm. and then Sumara uh, became my partner when Anhil left the company. Mm-hmm. So I partnered Sumara for like ten years. it's so wonderful I to be did. able
1: to create that create that connection. Yeah,
2: right? yeah. I did almost all my debuts with uh, Sumara. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm.
1: Right.
0: So something that's been commented a lot about your dancing and what makes you so special is that you take to a different style, uh, like a fish to water. You know, you can do, you just soak it all in you you love to do Ashton or Cunningham or Balanchine or at least that's what the audience gets from you yeah uh, I know I, but I love it as well yeah I feel it in my body that I like those changes yeah so let's let's talk about let's just take one choreographer for instance Cunningham you did your first Cunningham last year at the festival that's, right yeah. um what about that felt like um something that made you tick artistically how did you kind of um let go of the the ballet dancer and um put yourself into what cunningham demands
2: i guess i have to say that especially working in scenario um it shocked me and i loved it that you didn't have to dance on the music Mm -hmm. um that you will um, use your inner um inner tempo Mm -hmm. um to produce these beautiful moves. Mm-hmm. And there was something very, very unusual for me, because, you know, as a dancer, you always try to be in the music, very musical. Right. Um To work in a piece like this, that is also uh, the, the movement-wise is mm-hmm. very, very different. I not only wanted to get the movement right, but also um, the feeling mm-hmm. for the piece. And um, to to do it without music, it's really
0: a process. Right. What was that first performance like because you would have heard it one you heard the mu- hear the music one time previously right you hear it yes. in the dress rehearsal only in the dress rehearsal yeah. which is actually sound it's not even a music yeah right yeah, yeah, exactly <laughs> and it's like a, an ocean of sound yeah
2: and actually makes it so um personal mm-hmm. um in a way you don't feel you're performing for an audience you're you're doing it for yourself because you really um you don't have time frames to finish the solo, to be in a beat. Um, so you almost do it for you, and you really feel and understand where your body is at the moment, and you continue from there.
1: Mm-hmm. Was that, did that give you any sort of anxiety with not hearing the music ahead of time, being so conditioned to listen to the music constantly?
2: No, probably because uh, Melissa, Melissa too good. Um, she was great um in how she taught me this piece. Mm-hmm. Um little by little without throwing all the details at once. Right, right. Um so she made it in a way very easy.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you've danced at many fundraisers and charities over the years, um, including for medical research for cancer, polio, and Down syndrome. As in demand as you are, how do you continue to make time for these events and why is that something that's really important
2: for you? Oh, There's always time. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't make the time. The, the time is there uh, to do these things. Um, I just f- feel I have a gift. Um, and my gift is uh, through the art form uh, to, to not only perform for an audience that will... Um, I will take them somewhere. Um, uh, but if I can also help a human being to be cured, um, or to to start a treatment uh, mm-hmm. to be cured, um, I think uh, we we don't need to
0: forget about that. Great. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you've already talked a little bit about one experience at Vale with the uh, Cunningham scenario that you danced. What was that Friday night? Friday,
1: Friday, night. Night. Friday night. You dance so I'm much lost in time. Yeah. When <laughs> I come to, no, we have no idea we what do.
2: <laughs> when I come to Vale, it's yeah. just work, 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 perform. We enjoy it very much because I think yeah. it's one of the best festivals in the world. Yeah. Um, but it's a lot of work. I'm lost in time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No idea <laughs> so, what do. So
0: um, tomorrow you'll be making a debut for another choreographer that you have not danced um, except here at Vale. Uh, and that's for Justin Peck. So. You, it's not only your first Peck piece, but it's your first piece in sneakers ever. That's correct. So um, wh- tell us a little bit about that experience.
2: It's fantastic. First of all, meeting uh, Justin Peck, um, it's strange because I think we were both nervous to meet each other. <laughs> and once we met, it the chemistry, it's really nice. Um, and I love his, um, how calm he is to create a new piece, especially considering we only have, we When we started, we had five days mm-hmm. uh, to the opening. Now we have one day to the opening. <laughs> the piece is finished, so we are happy. Um, but also uh, for me to go into a world where I don't have to point my f- my food, you know, mm-hmm. being in sneakers, uh, it's so different. And, and I love that.
0: I'm mm-hmm. into trying new things. Yeah. What about that? Why does that excite you? And how does that um, affect the other work you do? You know, how does adding Cunningham to your repertoire enrich you in a way that will kind of cross over into everything you do?
2: Well, Because I think dance is, it's so big. It's not only doing a full length ballet. It's not only the classics. There's so much you can express with your body. Um, and um, so to go to different worlds, you also extend your life, life, mm-hmm. uh, your dance life. It could be infinite when right. you start this process. Well, I
0: mean, look, just look at Misha. He's still creating mm-hmm. new work. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, you're right. You do, because, it, again, you can't do Basilio until you're 70, but you can still yeah. be a dancer, for sure. In
1: other ways.
2: And there's time for everything. You know, when mm-hmm. I was 14 and I wanted to do the full-length ballet, it was not my time to do the full-length ballet. And now that I'm doing the full-length ballet, when i pass past 40, maybe I will think, I don't want to do the full-length anymore. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Maybe so Cunningham yeah. feels right after of that. <laughs> Not uh,
2: saying that uh, that's easy, but right. um, it's more uh, gentle in your body. Yeah.
1: Um, so what has the process been like working with Justin in terms of collaboration? We He's told us um, on the podcast how much fun he's having working with you and how inspired he is by you. How much give and take has there been between the two of you in the studio?
2: Oh, I think it's a, a, a lot. It's a, it's a balance. Um, when he starts putting the steps together... He initiates the move and I kind of finish the move. Mm -hmm. Um, So he understands where my body rotates and where it wants to fall. Mm -hmm. Um, So the creation is his creation because he initiated the process. Mm -hmm. Um, But he's working with my body because I finished that move in a way.
1: Yeah, that's great.
0: Who are some of the choreographers? Because you're obviously so hungry for new experiences and um, different experiences choreographically. Who are a few choreographers that you have not worked with that you would be eager to add to your impressive list?
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think I will say Johnny Meyer mm. um, because he he takes very deep uh, a character. Mm-hmm. I think he's more into those storytelling um, roles and I would love to work with him.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So in a 20, in your 20-year career with American Ballet Theatre, you've achieved practically everything. Is there anything that you are looking forward to um, in your career that a goal you'd really like to reach?
2: Well, I would definitely would like to direct American Ballet Theatre. Um, I think it's been my house and it's my family. And um, when I think in the future, I kind of belong there. Mm-hmm. So that would be my goal, but that's a very far goal yeah. for now. It's just yeah. keep creating and getting the knowledge from the knowledge from different teachers, choreographers and around the world. Yeah. Uh, to in the future have a wider view to direct a company.
1: Right. Do you have any other things that you feel like could lead you up to that? Maybe doing putting festivals together, anything like that. Some sort of administrative things that can help.
2: I'm trying to create a festival in Argentina. Wonderful. Uh, which is nobody knows. Uh-huh. So you're the first one. Oh, wow! Hey, Breaking I'm, news. <laughs> I love I'm it. Dancing exclusive. <laughs> we love those. Yeah. Um, so yes, I Great. think um, that enriches uh, not only a city but a country yeah. very, very much.
1: Yeah. And how much will you tap um, Damien Wetzel for some help with uh, getting that? <laughs> well, together? he's my mentor. Yeah, I
2: have to say, I've been coming here for eight years, and he has taught me so much. Yeah. I mean, I've done so many debuts here mm. um, through Damien that he became uh, not only my mentor but um, in a way my idol. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. How did you uh, begin this working relationship with Damien? He, you know, you were at ABT; he's he was at. Uh, New York City Ballet. Um, how did he cross the plaza, so to speak, to uh, kind of get you in on some of what he was doing?
2: I just received an email um, eight years ago to come and join the festival. And um, it was just like we knew each other because, of course, we knew each other, but we were, we were not friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, in fact, we I don't think we ever crossed in galas or... Uh-huh. Um, because I was, you know, um, principal, I think already when he retired mm-hmm. at New York City Ballet. Um, so in a way, Bail was our first um, connection, mm-hmm. and since the first show, um, he started to call me back. Yeah, uh, for all of the other.
0: I think you both have a very similar appetite for um, <coughs> new experiences and for pushing the envelope. Both individually as artists and in, the, in a greater picture.
1: Yeah, is there one debut in particular that you've made here in Vale that is like most memorable to you?
2: Um, I have two. Um, one of them was Apollo.
1: Mm-hmm. Wonderful.
2: It was one of those uh, pieces that I knew at ABT I would never do because they. Going back to what we talked about before, Kevin. Preferred tall dancer to perform that role, mm-hmm. and so when Damien asked me to debut Apollo, it was just you know mm-hmm. uh, something that it will highlight my career. Mm-hmm. And the second one is Rubies. Mm-hmm. I really uh, loved that piece and doing it with Tyler first, and then we did it. I did it just a part of there with uh, Lauren Lovette. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really remarkable. That's funny, we
0: just talked to Damien this morning. We had an interview over. Um, in the conference room at Manor vale with Claudia present as well. And what did he say? Exactly the same thing. Yeah. He said, Ruby's, we, we talked about how he has these ideas of putting people in things that they would not get the chance to. And he was like, I mean, I'm on yeah. Ruby's, like, that's just a no brainer. So you make it happen. Hmm. So he feels the yeah. same way. It's a
1: fond memory yeah. for him you. as well. Oh, that's great. And <laughs> that's
0: why we connect with them.
2: And I think we, um, we think in a way the same, yeah. um,
0: and we have kind of the same taste for things. Sure, mm. yeah. go ahead. Yeah, no, I was just gonna say, you know, it is—it's funny. I think that typecasting, and this is what I love about Damien. I think that he's so—I uh, mean, I don't want to say opposed as a really strong word, but sure. that he's more interested in pushing people beyond types. I mean, Edward Valella, same height as you, mm-hmm. did Apollo. Plenty, Did yes. and so this is like mm-hmm. you know balancing. If it's good enough for balancing, I think it's good enough for us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. If, he, if he's okay having a shorter person in the ballet, I think that if it works, it works.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think is it there. You know, I think in, in dance in particular, there are waves. Um, mm-hmm. not only of um, how would you say adnithis? Ed- um, is that um, from different countries or oh, like ethnicities. ethnicities. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but also with heights. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Many years ago, Barishnikov and Vilela uh, uh, mm-hmm. um, and Buhones, mm-hmm. they were all shorts. And mm-hmm. I think this new generation of directors, um, they're tall and, mm-hmm. you know, they tend to get the, the tall ones. So I think they're just waves. right? Um, like when I joined the company, I remember... Um, it was full of Russians. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It was the Russian wave. Right. Um, then in the 2000, um, it was the Hispanic. We were about 25 uh, wow. Hispanic dancers in the company. That's a lot. And right now it's the Asians.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, the company has so many Asian dancers. Huh. Mm-hmm. So I think in dance, there's a wave for everything.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So that takes us to the end part of our interview. It's called our lightning round. So we're just going to ask you a few questions and you answer with the first thing that comes to mind. No problem. Short
0: questions. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a quiz. When was Apollo created? No. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: something much more fun. Like what is your favorite onstage moment?
0: Onstage
2: moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm going to be very balletic, but when the curtains open and I'm all painted in gold for the bronze idol, mm-hmm.
0: I can never recreate that feeling
1: yeah Yeah. well curtain going up is a great feeling
0: yes (laughs) so what's your dream role that you have not yet danced
2: that i have not yet danced would be uh the degree in manon Mm. um that's one of my my
0: goals for the future Uh, so kevin or damien if you're listening
1: (laughs) take that up yeah
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: do you have a dream partner dead or alive
2: Maya yeah. Oh, good choice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for some reason, her energy, yeah. uh, it reminds me so much mm-hmm. of my sister. Mm-hmm. And I dance with my sister a lot. Yeah, really a lot. When jump, for one. Yes, <laughs> she can jump yeah. higher than me, actually. Uh, <laughs> um, and so, yeah, Maya. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. And a similar question, but uh, choreographer, dead or alive, you can work with anyone. Who would it be?
2: I really love um, Robin's work. Mm-hmm. Really enjoy every uh, Robin piece that I've done so far.
0: Mm-hmm. You haven't, have you done any? I'm just totally. It's sh- okay. <laughs> There's no rules here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but have you done any of Brown Boy and Dance at a Gathering? That seems like a natural fit. Yeah. I did Dance at the Gathering,
2: but I think it was a small oh, just version.
0: Not, mm-hmm. I did two solos. Well, we got to get it. We gotta we could do a, a veil dances at a gathering. Oh my gosh. Damien, yeah. hook with, that up.
1: With like star studded Yes, I want you're, that.
0: you're doing brown.
1: Let's do our casting. Yeah, let's. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. Um well that might follow along with our next question now. If you could ask Damien to dance anything oh, sure. next year in veil, vale, <laughs> what would it be?
0: Hmm. Uh,
2: you got me there. I've done so much here. Yeah. hmm um, I think you know doing now this suite of dances for me was like, um, the cherry on the top. Mm-hmm. Um, I really don't know. Probably something on my own, like my own choreography, oh. which I'm actually doing a tango on Tuesday. That is my own choreography, but it's very short. Right, uh, it's a two minute long. Um, so possibly.
1: So now premieres next <laughs> year <laughs> <laughs> I have choreography by you wonderful Absolutely,
0: that's I mean you've extended yourself as an artist in so many ways I think that seems like a natural natural next step yeah. yeah I don't see myself as a choreographer though but Just, um, I think your body sometimes needs to express sure. as well in different ways
1: yeah, yeah. Well, well
0: thank you so much for coming out here and, so fun. and talking to us we really appreciate it thank yeah. you thank we appreciate you. all of really your performances always yes
1: oh, <laughs> so lovely thank you
0: thank, thank you so much
1: Thank you for tuning in this week. If you have not already, we invite you to subscribe to Conversations on Dance Now, wherever you get your podcasts. By subscribing, you will get a notification every Monday when a new episode goes live. This way you won't miss a moment of the COD action. And if you like what you heard today, we invite you to rate us and review us on iTunes. Thank you for joining us and we will see you next week.